And welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. <laughs> hey, my name is Andy Robinson. Together we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. Brothers. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm doing great, Alex. How are you? Good. Should we describe the situation here? Sure, I guess we can. <laughs> this this is our first uh, post-pandemic recording. And well, not post-pandemic. Oh, well, mid-pen. This is the first time since the pandemic like has started. Mm-hmm. And so we burned through our cushion and we're like, hey, we got to record. And so um, uh, Andrew, Andy has set up in the recording studio a uh, elaborate system of of curtains and sheets so where you cannot see each other. Mm-hmm. And we're probably about 20 feet away from each other. I, re- I really just want an excuse to uh, podcast in the nude. In the nude. Yeah, there's not even a pandemic, Alex. This is all a big hoax just so I could get away with hanging sheets up in our in our studio so I could podcast in the nude. What do you think? <laughs> Dude, all you had to do, you, know, you shut down the whole world's economy just for that. You could have just told me I would have just faced the other direction. Oh, you're cool with it? Yeah, totally. All right, let's tear down the sheets. All right. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> down the sheets. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so if it sounds a little odd, that's why, because we cannot see each other at all. And uh, this is the first time we are recording where we can't see each other, right? Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Um, How do I even know it's you on the other side of that sheet? Prove it. it just, does, is my, uh, is, you just take my word for it. Tell my me word some, good enough for you? T- <laughs> tell me something only Alex Robinson would know. Um, let's see. I, um, only I, only Alex Robinson would. Yeah, that even I don't know. Okay. Um, when I was in high school on a camping trip one time, I uh, murdered someone. Hmm. Does that prove you? Does that prove it to you? I, I, you know, it was was a bad question because I don't know. I wasn't. I don't know if it's true or not. I'll take your word for it. You have an alibi for where you were at that time. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, what do you say we talk about minute 142 then? Let's do it. Um, Minute 142. Alex, repite. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quarantadue. 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 Wow. It almost sounds like quarantine. Quarantine. (laughs) Well, you know what? Have we talked about this yet? I don't know. Our Latin scholar in New York, Peter Carucci, I think he's the one who told me that quarantine comes from the Latin 40, because hmm. that's how long, I don't remember what era this was or what plague was happening at the time, but that's how long they quarantined people for. Oh, interesting. And so it became quarantine, like a quaranta. Oh, yeah. that is interesting. Alex, can I say that your Italian sounds better without, probably because you're not visually distracted by my my... Hand signals flailing. <laughs> you nailed the number perfectly. Wow, that's crazy. We should do more from behind a sheet. Yeah. Well, here's what happens in a minute 142, um, just to refresh our listeners. Um, having arrived in Las Vegas, Mikey proceeds to throw a wet blanket on poor Fredo's cool party. <laughs> he tells Fredo he's here on business and he's tired and to ditch the girls and even the band. 
even the band. Alfredo, uh, while Fredo clears the room, Mikey sits down to talk with famous movie star John Johnny Fontaine mm-hmm. about how proud he is of him. Mm-hmm. Johnny! Mm-hmm. I uh, learned something interesting about two interesting factoids about Johnny the Rocket Fontaine. The character? Yes. Lay him on me. Number one, this is from the Godfather Wiki, um, Wikipedia. Uh, he was the a grand marshal in a Columbus Day parade, mm. which I guess shouldn't be too surprising, seeing as how he's an Italian-American of some prominence. But did you know he also played Columbus in a blockbuster movie version? Mm-mm-mm. Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Oh, funny. No, did not know. That movie made him a big star. <laughs> so it's weird. I can't picture him playing Columbus. No. I think no. It was, do you think it was a musical? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, he seems like a real refined. He'd play refined characters. Uh-huh. You don't think Johnny could play street? Him and Nino came up through the streets. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. Hmm. His voice is weak. I, I'll agree yeah, with that. Yeah. I guess he's always uh, he's always laying on his charm and he's well-dressed. Yeah. Schmoozing a lot. Got an olive oil voice. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Hmm. You, you, what you're saying is you need to see a screen test. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna give him no screen test for that film. Yeah, <laughs> he he ain't no he ain't no Italian uh, explorer, <laughs> no circumnavigator. <laughs> I and I ain't no yeah I ain't no King Ferdinand. <laughs> Conquering lessons, slavery lessons, ship lessons. <laughs> we. <laughs> We uh, we gave we gave him the the best astrolabe training that that the <laughs> film production studio could afford. <laughs> and I've used astrolabes all over the world, <laughs> everywhere from the West Indies to the Northwest Passage. Uh, Mr. Waltz, we have word that your your South American explorers have recently. Uh, been caught skimming off of the rum triangular trade. <laughs> it's starting to get to Hyman rum. I know, I know. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you trying to muscle me? <laughs> so, uh... Oh, that'd be funny if Don Corleone back in the 1500s mm-hmm. had a hold on the, the triangular trade shipping unions, the mm. Dutch East India Company. Yeah. I'm sure there was so much graft in that whole system, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Back then, because there was very little accountability. Yeah, I don't even know if it would count as graft because it was basically just how things were done. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, they were. Yeah. Che- it's not like they were. They were like breaking the rules. It was just that, yeah. the way the rules were. That's uh, yeah. You, he who has the gold makes the rules. You mm-hmm. ever hear that one? That's my my interpretation <laughs> of the golden rule. Yeah. So, um, so what else do you got? There's some kind of cool stuff here. Well, so, so Mikey says, get rid of the get rid of the girls and get rid of the band. Yeah, and. Um, Poor well, well, in the previous minute, yeah, Mikey said, "Get rid of the girls." Oh, yeah, that's right. Now and then in says, this minute, he says, "Oh, and get rid of the band too." I, I was that an afterthought? Did he want to keep the band? And then he said, uh, "Did he think better of it?" And then asked Fredo to dismiss them too. I think first he said, "Like get rid of the girls," kind of as a way of telling Fredo, "I'm not in the mood for a party." Mm-hmm. And then once he saw that Fredo was like 
okay, I'll get rid of the girls. And then he's like, I got to tell Frito to get rid of the band too, because otherwise he won't get rid of the band. <laughs> yeah, he, won't, he won't, he won't get it. <laughs> it was too bad. They weren't there for the whole time at Mo Green. They were doing their negotiation. <laughs> they couldn't have the music feel. <laughs> you know, like it's all dramatic. And <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a part. They're the, they're the musical backup band <laughs> for all the scenes. <laughs> It's a my credit not good enough to buy up the fast jazz, maybe. <laughs> they keep changing it. Oh, it starts all kind of fun because Mo Green comes in and says, Hey, the party yeah. started. Mikey, let's get chips for everyone on the house. <laughs> oh, that would be great to hear Pink Floyd's money on that upright bass. Boom, 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 yeah, boom, I thought you weren't boom. a fan of money. Uh,. I don't think it's the strongest song on Dark Side of the Moon, uh-huh. but you can't you can't deny that that's a yeah. an amazing riff. Yeah, Classic. that's true. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about the song "Money," right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the abstract huge, concept. Huge fan of the other money. Huge fan. <laughs> that's all. That's what you want. <laughs> and me and Connie, because we need money. <laughs> uh so it, it make this got me thinking of other scenes where because music plays a big part in the godfather saga and like so here fredo's like music always there's two instances i can think of where music is used to humiliate humiliate somebody <laughs> <laughs> which is this one because he's like get rid of the band and so fredo's all oh, like he has to get rid of his band and then of course uh, frankie five angels gets ever the band makes fun of him in front of the whole in front of the whole party uh-huh. and everything so uh-huh. uh, what, well, what about this? mama remember she said no no she didn't want to sing oh, it's bullied her yeah singing. yeah yeah she lost her family <laughs> no she could never lose her family. <laughs> i will have to keep our eyes open for if because obviously gf3 also the finale is at an opera but we'll have to see if there's oh, other yeah. other uh mm-hmm. musical other music moments yeah and of course anthony wants to be a uh wants to be a uh, ah, opera singer yeah so wow never thought of it that way and johnny's voice is weak yeah it plays a big <laughs> part he's transitioning from singing to yeah. acting huh interesting so do you think did fredo really think mikey would like this party i feel so bad for him poor fredo yeah he just can't seem to do do anything right i i yeah of course, i think he thought he'd like it yeah, that's why he set it up. Even in this minute, he says to Johnny, Johnny, I, I don't know, Johnny. <laughs> He's frustrated because he thought this would be what Mikey would want, which seems really strange. Well, does this is the first time Fredo's been hanging out with Mikey since he became the titular godfather. Yeah, I think you're right. He so maybe just, in the olden days, Mikey would have been more like, oh, damn, let's get these blondes going. You know what I mean? But now he's like, you know, he's like, now I'm here on business. Yeah. He yeah, put aside I, childish things. That's the only thing. I he's can. a widower now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he might be married again by this point. Yeah, because Fredo, well, Fredo was there when Mike, Mikey shot the Turk and, and yeah. uh, McCluskey. Yeah. So he knows he took a big step up and he was there. And he said goodbye to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Wait, he was there. I think he was there when he shot McCluskey. In the restaurant? No, no. I think he was in. <laughs> he was still in New York at that point. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until Don came home and was out of his his coma. That's when Fredo in the room said, "Yeah, it's taking me to learn the casino business, Pop." <laughs> yeah. They're so gonna so teach maybe- me, they're gonna teach me how to throw parties. <laughs> they're gonna show me how to assess the client, evaluate what their tastes are, what they like, and then put on the perfect party for them, Pop. <laughs> A lot of money in that. 
I don't want you to festivities. He's the original party planner. <laughs> so this must have been quite a setback then for his first party to be to be dismissed out of hand by uh, by Mikey. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So Mike at the very beginning of the minute says, "Fredo, I'm here on business and I leave tomorrow." Yeah. Have Alex our fans want to know who you are? Have you ever flown somewhere and had to turn right back around tomorrow? Have you ever had to be present somewhere and it was so important that you just went for one day and, and returned? No. I can't think of any time where I've done that. Mm. I feel like I must have, but... I can't. I did go. I did fly uh, to Washington D.C. and back in one day. Oh, so for that, what purpose? That was as close as uh, as close as I got. For what purpose? Uh, it's gonna crack. You're gonna laugh when you hear it. Um, my wife is obsessed with airline miles and things. You know, she she's like, oh, we have to get to this gold status and everything. And I think I was like so close to getting like gold status where I just needed to take like a short flight. Mm-hmm. And so, so she's like, I'm going to book you a flight. The, the shortest possible flight to get you the miles would be to fly to watch from, from New York to Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> and then back. <laughs> so I literally just spent a day. I went to the airport, got on the plane, flew to Washington, D.C., hung out at the D.C. airport like for 45 minutes and then got back on a plane. Oh, again. my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> It actually wasn't so bad because yeah. I had no luggage with me. You know what I mean? I just had like my my book and my uh, you know that's like a less than two hour flight. It's, wow! Uh, so you, I guess you didn't even need really like a carry on or anything, no, right? No, you I just, literally just had like I was carrying my book and maybe you know like my my iPhone and you know. Oh my gosh! Just your so book they, and your ID, right? They must have thought I was like going to blow the plane up. <laughs> yeah. Shows up with no. Yeah, I just booked a one way trip <laughs> yeah. with a forty five minute layover <laughs> in the same airport yeah in washington dc <laughs> no wonder you were flagged by global entry and they denied you <laughs> yeah so um oh that's funny so there you go yeah what about think, you have you ever done no that? i don't think so i mean mm. you know going to weddings sometimes it's a quick turnaround but i don't yeah. think i've ever gone somewhere for one day i think my wife and i argue about this because she will travel really far and then be somewhere for a short period of time she doesn't mind traveling yeah i don't mind traveling but i have a i have a ratio mm-hmm. if i drive somewhere I need to be at the location for a minimum of two times the amount of time it will take in transit. So, so, if, if, I'm, so if I'm driving someplace for, and it takes, let's say, five hours to get there, and five hours back, that's 10 hours, I need at least 20 hours in that location. Because I just don't want to spend my life in a car driving around. All right, so how much is it? How much more do you need? It's Double. Double. Yeah, so flying like it, it's it's uh, even more because of the airport, the hassle, and all that stuff. Well, yeah, because obviously you know you could be traveling, you could be flying for six hours. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to say yeah I'll someplace be. for twelve hours. No way. Although, but if, according to your rule, then you would have to be there for twenty four hours because if it's six hours one way and six oh, hours yeah, the yeah, other yeah. way, that's true. Twelve. No, but I think even more. I think it's probably a four to one ratio for four flying. to I, one. I, we haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah. So if but you, anyway, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Does that make sense? The four to one? 
So yeah. let's just say what from here to San, here to New York, it's five hours, mm-hmm. and then back five hours. That's ten hours. I would need at least forty hours in New York, and that's we're talking minimum here. Now is that forty hours waking? Because 40, 40 hours is basically less than a weekend. Yeah, it's not that long. You'd, you'd fly out on a yeah, Friday. Maybe it's longer. Be- I we I haven't thought about the ratios in a while, but yeah. but there is a rate driving and a flying ratio. Yeah. Also, it might be more than four to one. Keep in mind that when uh, I think when when Mikey's flying, it's it's probably a lot more arduous too. Yeah. Although, yeah. Well, is it? I well, I don't know. It's a good question. People I feel flying, like it must be slower, at least. But people say flying now is a lot harder. They cram you in there. It's, right. The okay. Uh, is not some, the same. Maybe not harder, but longer because mm-hmm. I don't. You know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's, what, that's why Tom Hagen was so pissed. He's like, when am I going to California? <laughs> and he, he literally did just could turn right around. He did. Yeah. And remember when he got back, they said, Tom, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> did you sleep? I slept on the plane. <laughs> he really did go. He flew out like the figure it had to be like eight hours was there yeah. for like, I guess, was he there overnight? I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. Did he fly back? He goes that to night? the studio, yeah. walks right to the studio. <laughs> Approaches Waltz later that evening, goes to dinner at his house, uh-huh. and then gets kicked out and has Waltz's car drives him right to the airport. <laughs> Sonny, you didn't cons- you didn't take into consideration my travel ratios before booking this flight. <laughs> Maybe not now, but ten hours from now. <laughs> Tom Tom, you're a man who appreciates a you know well thought out travel ratio. <laughs> So do you have any of those kinds of uh, limits on your trip? Well, clearly you don't. You're living in an airport and flying for miles. <laughs> <laughs> was well, it worth it? Uh, I don't know. I think I said when I got back, I was like, I, that was, that was, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so um, I think nowadays they even do a thing where if it's like, if you're close to getting to the gold status, they just say, hey, listen, do you want to just pay 50 bucks t- to get those last to get you over the finish line, oh, nice. you know, rather than, yeah. you know, cause, uh, you know, yeah. nowadays with the green and everything, you're not supposed to fly on planes exactly, at all. Yeah. Well, what, what she didn't tell you too, when she booked that flight for you is uh-huh. it was New York to DC, but it had stops in Pittsburgh, Scranton, Binghamton, well, yeah, Charlotte, Baltimore, Miami. Sure. <laughs> so um, you're, you're booking your iPhone. <laughs> That's what you had. You really needed it for eight days. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to talk about scram. Scram! Yeah, yeah. I love Fredo's use of the word scram. Yeah. Because if he, no one says it, he is the perfect, like, 40s kind of, re, you know, kind of reading of things. Mm-hmm. Ah, Johnny, I don't know. Scram. <laughs> but I looked up the word scram. Like, what's the, where does this word come from? Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't even have a guess. Uh, well, the oldest, it's been around since 1928. And um, it means to obviously to 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 move to get going, and uh, they aren't sure about the origin. It's either comes from it's either a shortening shortening of scramble, mm. or um, the German word skamen, which mm. means graze. So theoretically, I guess farmers would say to their sheep, 
Scrammen, scrammen, and have them go out to eat their food. You know. Oh, it was getting go out them and to leave to go graze. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So uh, you, it was people like grazing takes a long time and it's slow. So when people are are grazing, <laughs> you want to get them, you want to move them on. No, I think scrammen is that it? Yes, S C H R A M M E N. Scrammen, scrammen, mach schnell scrammen. So uh, there you go. Girls and the band, you must be scramming. Do people still say, people don't still say scram, do they? I don't think so. Mm. And it seems like even back then it was always used as a command and it was never, it was never, you <laughs> couldn't use another verbal formats. Uh, right? Hey, we scrammed. I think you could say, uh, yeah, I thought we'd scram out of there, something like that. Mm, okay. It's hard to, you don't really often into the past tense, I yeah. guess. It's true. <laughs> Scrammed. Scrim. Scram. Scrum. <laughs> we're, we're scramming. We're scramming. Relax. <laughs> That's what the band should have said. Yeah. Alex, did you notice the piano player in this scene? Uh, is he the last guy to leave with the glasses? The last guy to, yeah. <laughs> he looks just like Mo Green. I was going to say, he's probably a double for Mo Green. Now, so what's Bill Murray's brother? Uh, well, there's Brian Doyle Murray. The guy who's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray is probably there's another Murray brother, but I don't I don't remember. So what his Brian name is. Doyle Murray is to Bill Murray as the piano player is to Mo Green. So you think he's actually a blood relative? There's just enough resemblance where you can see it, but just enough difference where you might not know it unless someone pointed it out to you. So so you're not saying it is Mo Green it's eavesdropping on the on the party. <laughs> I, I the more I think about it, I think it's it's someone who's related to him, like a cousin or someone. Oh, it's, it's like Joe Green, <laughs> exactly. Clean Joe Green. <laughs> Mo doesn't even like when he wears glasses. Like Mo, uh-huh. like, come on, come on, have your own look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. I had vision. Have some vision. Sometimes I gotta bust, bust some heads around here, but spiting <laughs> yeah. my looks. Yeah. I, I I caught him. Buying the same bifocals as me two at a time. Two at a time. He's buying lenses two at a time. <laughs> um so I like the idea that it's actually a that it's actually someone hired because he looks like Mo Green. <laughs> Was that Mo's idea or Fredo's idea? Or did Fredo do it so subconsciously? You know what I think it is? I think um <laughs> Did we weren't we discussing that that Fredo was kind of doing dress rehearsals for this? Yeah, because they yeah. had the two doubles outside. Yeah, yeah. I bet this is the guy who he had playing Mo Green in in the in the uh, in the run throughs, and he just and the and the original piano player was sick. So they said, "Oh, just cover on the piano." And he was so excited. That's why he looks like so startled when Fredo's asking him to leave. He's like, but, but he almost like looks right at the camera. Like he's he so, does, it's such yeah. a, like a, uh, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, you do get the impression that Fredo is friends with him. Uh-huh. I think he even says his name. I, I think Angelo. Angelo. So he yeah, refers to someone as Angelo. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him. Well, it's probably, he probably uses the same band. It must be a sweet gig to be Fredo's kind of oh, like yeah. house band. Oh yeah. The things you witness. Oh, sure. <laughs> And they sounded pretty good in the background. Yeah. He's an upright bass guy. Do you think? So the piano must have been in the room. Do you think the guy with the upright bass left the bass there? Or did he? Um, does he bring it out with him? Oh, gosh. We'll see in the next minute. But Ooh, I don't suspense. think he brings it with him. That's Well, maybe. To put it in the case. And everything. <laughs> During the whole scene of Mo Green, the guy putting his bass away in the back. <laughs> They're all waiting. <laughs> 
Yeah, not sure. We'll have to remember to see that. Fredo says to Mikey that Mo said to call him when the party gets started, when the party started. The party started. Yeah. When the, he said to call when the party started. He said to call when yeah. the party started. <laughs> yeah. So when would that have been? What what would have had to have taken place for to to cue Fredo to call Mo Green? I think once Mikey got there and Mike like uh, like said, "Oh, Fredo, this is great. You're my big brother. This is this is incredible." And then he like once Mikey relaxed and like maybe had a drink and started like you know like visibly relaxed. I think then he would say, "Okay, Mikey's settled. I'm going to call Mo Green up." Mm, okay. Yeah. So he's going to use his own judgment. Or well, maybe he would clear with him. He'd say, sounds like Mikey. What do you think? Should I get Mo up here? <laughs> you know, so I'm sure he thought Fredo was going to like, I'm sure he thought Mikey was going to like confide in him and tell him what the plan is. And, mm-hmm. you know, when clearly he's caught off guard when he doesn't know anything about trying to buy Mo out at this point. Yeah. So. Um, I was wondering if there were certain things that had to take place that maybe Fredo had written on his hand. Mm. Like, uh, like someone falls or someone passes out. Someone, that, that's when the know, party started yeah that's when the party is like that's when the party really gets started call don't waste most time until things are really happening <laughs> i don't want to be at that party unless three guys are passed <laughs> yeah, someone shotguns a beer <laughs> that's when you say hey well you want to go to, come, come we're having a party you want to come up he's like uh how many guys are passed out right now <laughs> uh two yeah call me when it's four <laughs> yeah fredo calls him later hey mo uh Al Neary's wearing the lampshade. That's your cue. Come on up. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be the old, that would be the big signal as if uh, someone put a lampshade on their head. <laughs> or if, if, uh, yeah. if Tom had a beer. Yeah. Because he's so square. <laughs> <laughs> you know the party started when your conciliary drinks on the job. <laughs> Why is he passed out? <laughs> Tom, what are you drinking? I'm German-Irish. Okay, Bailey's, it is. Yeah, because you certainly didn't want you didn't want. So let me ask you a question: Is Mo Green dissing Mikey by not being there? I think so. You think it's a, you think it's a sign of like him being like, well, I'm not going to wait around for Michael Corleone. I got I, I, I got a business so. to run. Yeah, I think so. Mo, I think Mo Green is somewhat caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about it in later minutes. Yeah, the yeah. way Mo Green responds. Yeah. But I think it is maybe it's a little of both. I want to assume the best intent <laughs> from Mo Green. <laughs> um, so uh, do you think uh, Fredo paid the ladies for their time? Or do they work for him already? So this is kind of like this was they were expected to do this because mm. it's like, you know, extra hours. Like they work at the prostitute, the brothel that he runs. I think they a, get a monthly stipend. Hmm. And they're expected to go to parties and entertain guests monthly. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a core group. That's that's my. I have no basis for that, but I can see I can see the operation running that way. They don't want to do an hourly thing. That's too much to manage. Hmm. Right. I think. I think maybe weekly. Monthly seems like okay. too much of a commitment for a prostitute to to stick around. Yeah. Do you think Fredo? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you say prostitute? <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I thought they were nice girls. We're talking about Fredo's angels here. <laughs> exactly. You know how soon Mikey's going to sit down with with Johnny Fontaine and show him contracts. Yeah. You can see Fredo doing that with Fredo's angels mm. earlier. 
Like, all right, I've got some contracts. You can bring good business to the hotel. It's a weekly contract. <laughs> it's a standard contract. Uh, <laughs> so Fredo, so something I noticed with um, Fredo at the end of the minute, Alex. Now yeah. I want to preface what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. I, I think you know this. I was a high school vice principal for 15 years. Sheesh. And so I was busting punks all the time with drugs, mm-hmm. uh, hooliganism, all kinds of stuff. Fredo, and so I re- I've received special training on how to identify if someone is under the influence of different drugs, too. Fredo is moving his mouth yeah. as if he has recently done cocaine. Huh. Did you notice that? He's like, he's kind of like licking his lips and moving his lips. I don't know what you call that. It's kind Smack, of like, smacking. Gr- not grind, maybe grinding, but kind of smacking his lips. Oh, I did not notice yeah. that. That's At first, funny. I thought it was due to frustration because Mikey's kicking out the girls in the band, but he keeps doing it. I watched it a couple times. Oh. I think he Fredo is high. You think Fredo's coked out? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, too. That old Vegas scene, right? Oh, yeah, especially for Fredo, yeah. So check it out. I don't know if there's any way to know if he was doing that, if John Cazale was doing that deliberately. No, uh, no, nothing in the book about it? No. Nothing at all. So I have a few more things, Alex. Sure. What you got for you me? You asked me to remind you of something you missed from minute 140, but you didn't tell me what it was. You just asked me to remind you of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, or do you want to save that for the end of the minute? Do you have anything else for 142? I do. Um, let me look at my notes. Oh, yeah. Tom Hagen. Um, <laughs> right before the minute ends and Mikey is talking to Johnny. Um, you see Mikey and Johnny are right in the foreground. And if you look way, way, way in the background, you can see an out of focus Tom Hagen, like looking at them, like, you know what I mean? Like Mm. observing them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I took it as a kind of, um, contrast because the last time we saw Johnny Fontaine was when Tom Hagen was doing all the, you know, we went out to Hollywood, talked to Waltz. So Tom was very much involved in, uh, you know uh, Johnny's plans and stuff, but mm-hmm. now he's like, as, now he's out. He's as far away and out of focus as possible during the. You know, he's not. Mm. He's now he's just like a distant, uh, distant, blurry figure. So, uh, oh, excellent, poor Tom. He's out. Yeah, great observation. That's really cool. So that is the last thing I had to say. <laughs> great. Tom calls across the room. No, Mikey, it's important <laughs> that you have that second clause moved earlier in the contract. Everyone else in the room is all talking. <laughs> all right, all right. He's, yeah. he's trying to yell over the. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of talking to himself. Or, yeah. No, he's talking to Al. He says, you know, if I was conciliary, I'd move that clause earlier in the contract, Al. <laughs> I might not do it now, but I would do it 10 years from now. <laughs> Tom keeps annoying, annoying people at the party. <laughs> Eventually, Mike says, uh, Al, would you get him a drink? <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have for minute 142. Let's see. Fredo moving his lips. Party started, Mo Green. Yeah, that's all I got. So do you remember what you were yes. wanting to go back to with I, 140? I do remember. I was, you know, um, we record these minutes, and then uh, when we're putting them up on the internet, I'll, like, uh, you know, take an image from the minute and so on. And um, when I was watching minute 140 again to pick an image for the minute, I watched the scene. This So that's the scene where um, Tessio and... Clemenza want to form their own families. You got to trust Michael. You got to trust my judgment. Let's do whatever Michael tells you. Mm-hmm. Then they'll leave and, um, you know, uh, 
we know I we pointed out that when um Fish leaves, when Tessio leaves, he like it's like he he um he holds Michael Mikey's hand. Yeah, yeah. He like grudgingly shakes his hand with his yeah. left hand and then leaves. And I didn't notice this, but when he leaves, he just walks right by Don Corleone and doesn't stop or anything. Hmm. Like when Clemenza leaves, he like shakes the Don's hand and is like, you know, thank you, Godfather, all that stuff. But Tessio just storms right past him. So they really, they really are setting. You can really see that he's the one who's gonna who's wow. who's gonna flip because he's already in that scene. You can see he's already like pissed off about it. So, wow, uh, very cool. So yeah. Yeah, that was, I thought that was neat. Wow, that's that's great. That's, that's not a very smart move. No. <laughs> it is perfect, though. <laughs> someone like as sharp as Don Corleone would pick up on that. Yeah. Do you well, think you Don see, Corleone felt slighted? Well, you see Don, you see Don kind of like walk, watch him walk past. Mm-hmm. Like the Don was kind of like, what the, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So you think then the Don would have said, listen, keep an eye on Desio. He's, he seems pissed off about this thing. Yeah, yeah. But. I don't know. Maybe the Don was was fooled. He he had been saying that it was Barzini all along. Yeah, you mean Tatalia? Tatalia's <laughs> a pimp. <laughs> so, what should we rate this minute? Tatalia's a pimp and Tessio's a fish. <laughs> don't worry about them. <laughs> rate it. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> It's tough okay. because there's not a lot. There's not a lot of dialogue in this minute. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just saying "get rid of the girls" and the Fredo yelling for everyone to leave the room and scram. <laughs> and, and then he, you, you know, know we did what we didn't talk about is the girls do start getting up, yeah, and leaving. But Fredo was so impatient. Like, come on, scram! <laughs> I thought they were responding to his first directive to leave. Well, I think. He, Why I, do you think he he really I, got on? I think he's just frustrated and embarrassed that Mikey just totally you know, knock, knock the knees out from his party. So he's yeah. just like, you know, mm-hmm. so Fredo could have saved face there. Cause I don't think anyone else How heard so? Mikey say, get rid of him. If I were Fredo, I would have swallowed my pride, turned around and said, all right, folks, thanks for coming. We got to take care of some business. So move on down mm. to the casino. Maybe we'll reconvene this later. Thank y'all. Angelo. Good job on the piano. I mean, Mo, good job on the <laughs> banging the keys. <laughs> And Jamal. And then if they didn't go, I said scram. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, right? yeah, you're right. If he was a cooler character, he could have played that off. It's like, Mikey and I have some business to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they even better. Build, include him in it. But I think there's some, I think there's some lingering resentment on Fredo's part. I think he's kind of like angry that, A, that Mikey is now the boss. Yeah. And that he mm-hmm. doesn't even, when he's in Fredo's turf, he didn't like, he doesn't respect Fredo, even when he's in Fredo's like home turf of the the casino, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So I think I think that might be the first time Fredo's just like uh, like not only is he embarrassed that the party got dumped, but that that now everyone's like, oh boy, Fredo must be an idiot if if they if they had if they they couldn't trust Fredo to take over the family business, he must be stupid. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's the whole the whole time it wasn't just canceling the party that offended Fredo this whole time he's probably been stewing yeah that he's been stepped over so the little bit of control turf that he has is, yeah is um he gets embarrassed in front of his people too do you think once um the news got out that Sonny had been shot on the causeway that Fredo was like oh shit I'm gonna be the Don of the family probably 
Or when they told yeah. him, were they like, listen, we're bringing Michael. Listen, the bad news is Sonny got shot. Mm-hmm. The good news is we're bringing Michael back to take over the family. Like, for like one second, he had the hope that he would get, <laughs> yeah. to, that he would get to meet him. And did he, did he protest? <laughs> what, what was that like? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good question. I haven't found anything. I haven't found that scene in the book or any reference yeah. to it. I wonder. Yeah. So I've got my rating, Alex. All right. You I ready? Think, I think I'll do my rating. I'm ready. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. I can't, couldn't hear. Did you say five, too? I said four. Oh, four. I'm cheering because you gave it a five. I could have gone five, but I held back just a little bit. I was on the fence, and then I thought of Fredo saying scram, and I was like, that alone is worth is worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the equivalent of Marlon Brando showing up is, right. <laughs> saying scram. Do you think that's in the top ten Godfather lines, at yeah. least for us? Top 10? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> we'll have to make a top 10 list. I mean, first of all, every line of, di- every line of dialogue that, that um, Hyman Roth, Roth says and yeah. every line that Frankie Five Angels says, that's, <laughs> that's like 15 lines right there. That's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe at, the end of, maybe at the end of this movie, we'll list the best. Just yeah. from this movie, we'll say, we'll count down the best, our favorite lines. Maybe that can be a special toward the end, too. We can have several... Sort of big picture evaluations of GF1. We could say, oh, what are the top 10 dialogues, yeah. top 10 moments, or greatest moment? I like this. Greatest letdown. We could do a kind of highlights. Yeah, for children. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that'll wrap up uh, minute 142. Couple cleanup things, Alex, mm-hmm. wanted to share with our listeners. If our listeners, our dear listeners, if you ever wonder why the title of the episode doesn't match anything we talked about in the episode, it's probably because it's likely something we talked about in the bonus content, Hmm. which is really where Alex and I let loose. (laughs) (laughs) We let our hair down. Yeah. Alex, how do people access the bonus content? If they go to godfatherminute.com slash support. You can, that'll take you to uh, our Patreon page and you can sign up and uh, get uh, at least, what is it usually, anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes of bonus content. Mm-hmm, that's right. So really, really is all over the map there. And so. Alex, if you, in case you forgot, we added a new rotating item. <laughs> this is a great one. Uh, last time we talked about the Dear Mo advice column. Yeah. And we talked about how every bonus content we're going to do for a character that was there, an advice column from that character. Really? I don't remember any of that. It was just an idea. We don't have to do it. So in this episode, for example, we could have a Dear Fredo. Dear Fredo, I'm running a nightclub out in, (laughs) in, uh, just outside of Sparks, Nevada. What tips do you have for uh, running this. Also, oh, is this like purely Mickey Mouse? <laughs> you know, and then Fred, and then you or I would answer it in Fredo's character. Oh, okay. So, but, so we're making up the questions and the answers. It's not like well, people we are do sending want our, in. We do want the listeners to start emailing questions in. All right, Godfatherminute at gmail dot com. Send them in. <laughs> we'll so, uh, and and say who you want to answer the question, and then your question. Perfect. There you go. It's perfect. All right, All so right. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week with minute 143, and until then, scram!